Halloween, Halloween decorations have started to appear on my street, much to the delight of younger residents. One by one, the azaleas are getting covered with fake cobwebs, a few inflatables have appeared, and some skeletons have started to pose in the front yards. Now, the giant spiders with those menacing red eyes climbing on houses can't be far behind. I once would have thought that September is too early for this, but such rules are obsolete now. With everything going on, by all means, bring on the seasonal decor as soon as you want, if it brings you joy. I have a thing about those spiders, though. <laughs> now, this is really nerdy, but whenever I see them, I think of the famous sermon preached by Jonathan Edwards in Northampton, Massachusetts, in 1741. Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. You might have read it in high school English class or in American history as the sermon that launched the first Great Awakening in this country. You'll recall that that's when everyone suddenly got super scared about whether or not God would save them from eternal punishment, sinners that we are. Edwards was ready for this moment with a sermon powerful enough to launch a tidal wave of Puritan revivals. And to do it, he turned to spiders. The basic premise is that God is wrathful, ready to throw us into the fiery pit of hell for our sin and unbelief. In fact, God could do this at any moment. To make sure everyone understood the urgency of the situation, Edwards invited the congregation to picture God, who is angry, did I mention that, holding us like small, infant, uh, insignificant spiders by a thread over the flames. He brought the fire to life in great detail from the crackling that would assault the ears and the feel of the heat on our skin. So as we dangle over the flames, remember this is 1741, not what you usually hear in the Episcopal Church. As we dangle over the flames, our own attempts to save ourselves are as flimsy as a spider's web would be to stop a falling rock. We are completely at God's mercy, who could let go of the string of spider web that we hang on to at any moment. The sermon is as scary as any good Halloween decoration. Now, people have tried to soften Edwards over the years, pointing out that he was something of a naturalist who actually loved spiders. It's true, he had entire sketchbooks devoted to what he called the excellency of spiderwebs. Also, it's hard to imagine that Edwards, as a pastor, felt so severely toward his congregation. He was just as versed in the joyful side of Scripture, in things like abundant life and God's good grace. So what was he doing, exactly, if not just scaring people? 
I thought of that sermon as I read today's gospel. In the ninth chapter of Mark, Jesus reminds me of a great awakening preacher. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off, for it is better for you to be maimed than to have two hands and to go to hell to the unquenchable fire. Same with cutting out an eye or a foot if one of those causes you to sin. Edwards and Jesus may have been separated by 17 centuries, but apparently they had the same playbook, the hellfire and brimstone one. What should we make of Jesus' graphic examples and talk of hell? The first thing we have to do is peel back century after century of Christian interpretation about hell as a fiery, eternal destination. The word in Aramaic is Gehenna, which was the name of an actual place just outside of Jerusalem's old city. In ancient times, it was a place of ritual sacrifice which involved fire. There was even human sacrifice in really old times. When that was over, people still considered the place creepy and cursed. Eventually, Gehenna became a trash heap, literally the city dump. Not a place you would want to go spend a lot of time, obviously. Now, the trash metaphor is an interesting one. Jesus says it's better to let go of the sins weighing you down than to end up in the city dump. The teaching here is that our lives are not to be trashed. They are God-given. They are not disposable. Also, we must not do anything that causes someone else to be thrown away. To use the language of Mark, we must not be stumbling blocks to anyone else. Like any good hellfire and brimstone preacher, Jesus is trying to wake us up to the reality and the dangers of sin, we do possess the power to hurt others and the power to hurt ourselves. And that is not how God intends for us to use the gift of our lives. No one should end up in the trash. An interesting side note that I cannot resist sharing is that from up on Mount Calvary, where Jesus was crucified, you can actually look over and see Gehenna. Jesus would have seen that on the cross, which is fitting. He always met people in the very worst places, the trash heaps of their lives, and he healed them there. He certainly had a special affinity and love for anyone who had been cast aside or thrown away. Gehenna gradually got mixed up with views of the afterlife, which brings this point home even stronger. The ancient Apostles' Creed teaches us that after his crucifixion, Christ descended to the dead as part of his saving work, which means no one, not even the dead, is beyond his reach, beyond redeeming. Years ago, 
there was a new curate assigned to preach on today's lesson. He climbed nervously into the pulpit as the gospel was read. When it was finished, all eyes were on him. Everyone wondered what he would do with this particular version of Jesus. He said, as one who has sinned, I stand before you today as a one-eyed, one-handed preacher. I'm pretty sure he won everyone over in that moment. He went on to explain that Jesus calls us to let go of those hurtful parts of us that get in the way of following him into kingdom living. None of us is without sin, but we can wake up to that reality and live a more hopeful way for ourselves and for others. So this year, as the Halloween spiders start going up, maybe you too will think of Jonathan Edwards and his unforgettable words that we are like spiders hanging by a thread over the flames, held by the hand of God who could let go at any moment. Or maybe... You'll think of Jesus, who sometimes used a similar hellfire and brimstone approach, warning about fire and trash heaps. As preachers, they shared powerful images to wake us up to the reality of sin in our lives. But that was never the end of their sermons or the end of our story. They also woke us up to the grace of God who never actually lets go of us. Amen.